Broadcasting worldwide online 24-7. She's smart, sassy, and a little, a little badassy. Straight from the hip with Courtney Jones. Tune in. Tune in. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm Courtney Jones, and you're listening to Straight from the Hip with Courtney Jones. It's like I am an analog girl in a digital world, and I'm bringing straight talk and a little side high to the ups, downs, and in-betweens of living life and building a business in a digital world. So, thanks for tuning in, and uh, welcome to the show. What's good, feisty kittens? How you be? It's Courtney. I'm back. It's been a long... Actually, it's been a while since we talked, hasn't it? Well, that's all right. The world hasn't imploded. Everyone is still all intact, so I guess all is well with the world, right? That's right. We got to see it that way, at least. I will say that this is September. September 2021. Kind of heading into fall. Here in Denver, we're trying to hold on to the last dredges of it. We had the Hatch Chili Festival. Yes. So if you know anything about Colorado, you know we're all about them them fire ass chilies boy you can't have burritos you can't have a taco you can't have some drinks unless you got some fire in them and you know color we're all about the hatch chilies it's a big thing here it's usually a really big festival because of the current conditions it wasn't as crowded as i think it has been in years past but it looked like it was a good time denver's gone through a lot of changes this summer we've had you know i've talked before about the tent cities that are all over Denver. Colorado has always been known as a friendly state. We're also known as kind of a vacation state. It seems like because of all the parks, the Colorado River, everyone loves rafting on, but it does seem like Denver has been, I don't want to say overrun, because then I sound like those people. I am a Colorado native, but I know that Colorado natives get a bad rap because we do that. Oh, Denver used to be so great before people moved here. And I get it. I have friends that are from California and they were kind of snobby because everyone was moving there to go live the dream. And then I started seeing um, like early, to, well, not even early 2000s. I want to say since the 90s, we've been having people come here from California, other places. So Colorado experienced a little bit of that, but we have definitely gotten some growing pains like over the past couple of years. I think they said um, 140. 14,000 new people just like last year during the pandemic. We had 114,000 people move to Colorado. So I don't know. Maybe they were coming here for those luscious mountain views that Colorado natives can no longer afford. I'm not sure, but it does seem like a lot of people and their dogs have moved here to Colorado. It's been interesting. One of the things that we really like doing, one one of my favorite landmarks here in Denver is uh, Denver Civic Center Park, which is downtown um, it's right next to the courthouse downtown. It's right by the Capitol, kind of centered in between the two. And a big open space. It's got the nice, lovely Roman columns. You can sit out there. They have uh, Usually when we have uh, festivals, when we have like the kids' fest, they'll have things out there um, where people can walk around, have vendors. Beautiful place to hang out. Lovely place if you work downtown to uh, have lunch. I had on numerous occasions uh, when I was actually working downtown. Just beautiful. Lush. You can 
can see all the way to the mountains. And unfortunately, it looks like last week they decided to close Civic Center Park indefinitely. And they're saying due to crime, due to just, just chaos and disorder, as I like to say it. They've gotten really dangerous down there. Like I said, we've got a huge homeless population right now. And it looks like if Denver doesn't get its butt in gear, we'll have even more people that'll be out on the street like that because of this eviction moratorium being lifted. So really interesting uh, to see what's going to happen. You know, I have been very vocal about just the way um, things have been handled just for day to day and for individuals looking at the way the homeless population. I have been just so fearful. Like I said, I had kind of experienced that about uh, two and a half years ago, about three years ago, and we weren't officially homeless. I was staying with uh, my son, but I did experience some of these services, some of the different offerings, I guess I would say, that Colorado uh, had for people who were kind of like down on their luck or whatever. And so those services, I saw with my own eyes that they weren't always working the way that they were intended and the way that the taxpayer funding uh, that goes to them was intended. And so we've seen a lot of that kind of brouhaha since this eviction moratorium. I actually attended a town hall meeting by our Colorado representative, uh, Diana DeGette. And it's hilarious because she sends me these these invitations to the town hall meeting and they're like she does them every month during the pandemic she's been doing like a virtual one so you can call in you can listen to it and you can even like raise your hand and ask questions now I will say although I'm invited every month to the town hall meeting I'm not sure who got my where they got my number from but I'm invited every month but I do notice because the system is actually set up through your phone number no matter how many times I raise my hand it's like they know my number they're like that's Courtney Jones. She's the one with the podcast. Don't answer her call. Like, they do not want me to ask any questions. Fortunately, there's some really intelligent people. we got some great people here in Colorado. So when they jump on these uh, town halls, people come up with, like, some really, really great questions. Some um, really, like, that actually affect our lives day to day. And not just being a, a, just Coloradoans, but just people in general. And that's one thing I can say about Diana DeGette. Um, it does seem like she's very, very focused and always has been. Um, I, like I said, I grew up here and I remember just in the 80s and 90s, um, some people kind of referring to her as a a, a liberal pit bull so I don't know in some circles that's a good thing so and she definitely um has a push to get a lot of things happening here in Denver so one of the things that she did mention on that town hall was that just with the the money that had been distributed to help uh because I know a lot of people talk about like oh well Biden they're giving all this free money out to people and I've I've said this over and over even with unemployment and I kind of got in trouble with like former uh peers who didn't like me kind of pushing that information out there that unemployment you pay into the unemployment system with every paycheck so when you lose your job you have the ability and the right to collect unemployment Employment. What a lot of people were upset about is because you, and with that unemployment, you only get it for a limited amount of time uh, for based on like the last 18 months that you worked. So what a lot of people were very upset and foaming at the mouth about was the additional PUA money that Biden had allotted for people who were really struggling. And I really watched that. And even those people who consider themselves doing very well, people who will walk around and tell you how blessed and highly favored they are, those were the people 
people that felt very angry that poor people would need a little extra. And I found it really interesting how you could turn the most calm crowd into foaming werewolves as soon as you mentioned people getting like that extra 300 a week or whatever it was. And I can tell you not everyone got that. And I can tell you that no one got rich off of that 300 a month. The people who were getting rich were the people who were illegally claiming. I saw there were a couple doctors in D.C. I saw there were a couple of people here, big companies and stuff who got the PPP loans and who got stuff like that, they were given a lot of cash, I guess, in that instance. So those were situations where I guess people might be upset about that they were getting the money, but regular unemployment is completely different from that. Even with people getting the unemployment, with these other programs that were trying to help people, we've got millions of people across the country right now who are facing evictions, people who have been evicted. Here in Colorado, Governor Paulus did extend the moratorium of a little bit. If you're already in the process of an eviction, then they give you an extra 30 days that they could try and work with you with these programs because they're desperately trying to get the money dispersed right now. They've got it. They just can't get it dispersed. So one of the things that kind of blew my mind, because we've been seeing these breakthroughs, we're seeing the hospitals getting crowded again and ICUs getting overflowing. So I just really think being able to have a home, to stay in a home, has got to be safer, not only for you, but for everybody, if you're able to be inside of a home as opposed to being outside, you know, in Denver, we've got these tent cities. I was shocked, like the mayor kind of walked through, they've got like a parking lot. They've got all these tents lined up in the parking lot and they have like all these women that were in these tents. And to hear the mayor walk through and go, oh, well, these are nice accommodations. And I'm thinking, really? Like, would you want your mom in a tent on the sidewalk? It just seemed crazy to me. So that's kind of where we've devolved to at that point where it comes like to the housing. So to think of more people being put out into the street is just like terrifying. But during her last town hall meeting and what she said, and apparently they're trying to move a little faster, but we don't know. So apparently Colorado, the city was given $24 million to help with rental assistance. And this was to help people stay and to help keep people in their homes, to help people pay. Um, because one thing a lot of people haven't talked about are the late fees. They, like when that moratorium lifted, uh, the late fees were crazy. And I'm somebody who, and I've documented it like on social media, and I'm one of those people who was trying to pay even during the moratorium. Because I knew even with that pause, the rent was still piling up. So you'd still have to pay it. So I was paying it off. Even when I was getting unemployment, I was like paying a little bit every week towards the rent. But those late fees, um, I had gotten it down to zero balance. When the moratorium was lifted and they threw those late fees on there, I went from zero balance to like 1800 in late fees in one day. I can't imagine people who were like months and months and months behind in their rent. Like it must be so terrifying right now. And so that's one of the things I was shocked. Like I literally sat there with my mouth open. She said, and then I don't know about like in other cities, but just here in, in Denver, the city of Denver, not the whole state of Colorado, but the city of Denver was given $24 million to help with rental assistance. And at the time of her um, town hall meeting, and this was about two weeks ago, at the time of that meeting, only $200,000 had been distributed. 
And so the thing is, they're saying, well, it's because they just can't get the money out fast enough. What I see in going through that process, it's very slow. It looks like there's literally like only one or two nonprofits that have been given this money. And they're very slow about how they're distributing it. But they're also very picky about if they're going to help you or not. I saw like on one of the applications, they asked like, are you a cigarette smoker? Like there are things that they're using to try to um, kind of eliminate you. And so it makes you wonder, so are they slow distributing the money because they're hoping that once everything is back to normal, they can now kind of uh, absorb the extra money into their programs. Because if the program is to help homeless people get into homes, then that's what the focus should be. And it seems like these uh, nonprofits, the focus seems to be everything but getting people in homes. I know that there was an article they had in the Denver Post uh, about a week and a half ago, and they were talking about... Colorado had already spent, um, like, I think it was like a hundred times more than what it would cost to keep somebody in a one bedroom apartment uh, for the, an entire year. Colorado had spent that already in like one month of trying to shelter people. And that's what I'm saying. It seems like the nonprofits have the largest say in what's going on. And they have decided that people need shelters and homeless services as opposed to homes or apartments and roofs over their heads where they have a foundation to keep their stuff so that they can go out during the day to find jobs or to work where they have a home or even if they have a relative or a family member that can stay in the home with their child if they can't afford daycare that would allow them to go out and work so I think a lot of times these programs they have people deciding what people need who have never actually been in those situations so they have an idea of what they think people should want or need because they've never actually lived it day to day. One of the things that I realized is it's really difficult to even get a phone charger. And it's like, so something that basic could stop everything for the day because you can't return phone calls. Someone might call you for an interview or for a job and you can't do anything about it. You can't return it. So there are very tiny things that you wouldn't even know that would be a problem if you've never actually experienced homelessness or being out in the street. So I, I do find that's one of the things because you notice they don't want somebody like me on their boards. I notice that with these programs like this, they don't actually have um, people a lot of times from those actual situations. Or they'll, you'll get people, they'll say, well, I was in that situation 10 years ago. It's like, but things have changed so much, including even like how downtown they were locking the bathrooms to homeless people, which meant even a paying patron had a difficult time getting in the restroom because they were so terrified that a homeless homeless person might slip in and use the bathroom and so it affects a lot of things so I'm just interested to see how that gets distributed how we get people and keep people in their homes because as they're saying Colorado we've got a cold front coming we've had record-breaking high temperatures over the past couple of weeks and lots of fires so we've definitely needed the coolness but the cold is coming so what do we do about all of these people that are out here on these in these tent cities? That's one of the reasons, like with the Civic Center Park, they closed it because people were basically just sleeping in the park. People were basically living in the park, lots of crime. It had just gotten really, really bad. And so as opposed to shutting down a park indefinitely, let's make sure that we shore up our community, shore up the citizens here in Colorado, and make sure that everybody can actually live. I think that that's probably one of the most 
important takeaways that I think I've seen for this month. There's been some crazy ones, but I think that it's kind of getting hectic now all across the country when it comes to making sure that people have roofs over their heads. And I think that if we can mobilize with FEMA when it comes to stuff like Hurricane Ida down in Louisiana, then I think that this is a national emergency that we've got people sleeping in tents on the sidewalk in this country. I don't know. Let me know what you think about it. But I'm, I, there's just some things, you know, that jump out at me. And that's one of the things that I think we definitely interested to see this week, how we get something uh, moving or how we uh, get that taken care of. Every time I turn on the radio, news are bad. I turn